tonight on Rock Padron. Red is in. Soren's Soran, I'm gonna say Soran, got some new babies. Someone's got a crush. And knock knock. Who's there? A blaster bolt. Oh shit. Sex, that's awful. <laughs> that's a really <laughs> dark knock joke. Extremely dark. <laughs> real dark. Oh boy. But really, like in the in milieu of Alphabet Squadron, for that to be the answer to the uh, the knock knock joke. Yeah, yep. knock, that's knock. totally a joke. Nap tends it would tell on his podcast. Oh, oh. you're dead. <laughs> this is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six standing by. Rogue Seven standing by. Rogue Nine standing by. Rogue Three standing by. Nath Tenzin to also like video record his podcasts because I would just like to watch him do them. I think he's cool, like us. anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, we got that. <laughs> hey, glisteners! <laughs> Welcome. Hey, Mick. What? No, you're not a glisteners half. <laughs> you have to participate. You're, you're a ghost. I am a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky season. The ghosts are here. <laughs> Spooky, scary, Saffleton's <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, glisteners and ghosts, I guess. Welcome to season 18, mission oh, no. two. Oh, no, 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 That's no, it. it's mission three. It's, it's mission three, it. episode 146 of Thank you. Rogue Padron. It sure has... <laughs> been a little bit but don't worry we're back um on our a game yeah so on a game um to continue (laughs) with the shadowfall padron i don't know if we have better name than that but episode two shadow Shadow fall padron shadow flodron Oh, they are flawed. Alphabet we, we always just we always just remove the last syllable and add drum that's it that's what we do. Faldron. Shadow Faldron. Anyway. You didn't remove any quick, syllables. Here's a, quick, here's a quick reminder of your house. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> if he, Rogue 3. Oh, God. I, can't, oh, I know I just wrote these, but I'm already regret. If he, <laughs> Rogue 3, was a way I tried to deal with my empty-hearted soul this weekend. He'd be... <laughs> watch Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values because it's a very on-brand loving family. Yeah. Ash, Rogue Nine, would be watching videos of dogs being extra sweet to their humans because she just got an extra sweet new dog friend. I did. She's extra sweet and cute. Welcome to Pet Padron, Tifa. (laughs) 
previously? Recording. Did you save the... Okay, so Craig did save the recording so far. Okay, good. Okay, good. So you can just glue them together. I, yep, that's how editing <laughs> podcasts works. Yep. Get a glue just stick, some paper. Get out my podcast glue. Yeah, that's what it is. Any, anyway, Danny, Rogue Six, would be ordering supplies for a new hobby because... We both think maybe that maybe doing another thing will fill the void. And then Danny does many new things all the time. Damn, Meg. <laughs> what wow. uh, what new hobby did you pick up this weekend? Um, I bought one of those um, like heat pens and a bunch of like wooden um, like discs that you can like carve oh, onto them with the heat. Yeah. Nice. I've been yeah. wanting to try those. It looks like fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds more like an ash hobby. Something else. <laughs> Sav, Rogue 7, would be just diving into all the work, baby. Because maybe if we just make up other things, then real things will be okay. It'll work one day. It'll work one day. <laughs> It'll work one day. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would be eating entire birthday cake by myself because maybe chocolate and cream cheese frosting can do what therapy and meds can. God, that's such a mood. That was like also me this year. Of the many options you just gave, that's the most effective one. I, I haven't eaten all the cake yet. There's actually still two thirds of it left. I can't believe it. I ate my entire cake. You still got a few hours day. left of the weekend. I mean, I haven't had cake today. That's a post Rogue Podger treat. Yep. Well, speaking of post Rogue Padron treats. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. <laughs> Rogue Pod after dark. I have a question about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, did you see that Mandalorian trailer that came out two days after our last episode of Rogue Padron? <laughs> yep, I definitely yeah. watched it when it came out two days after Which our last was, episode of Rogue Padron. <laughs> Which was a month ago. <laughs> Let me just say, we talked about boats, and boom, boat in the trailer. I know, we're so good at this. Once again, Rogue Padron knows all. Which one of you made, like, a deal with an eldritch being? (laughs) It was probably me. All of us, Ash. All of us have at one point or another. It's the entirety of season four. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good trailer. Like, the baby's cute. Baby's the Mandalorian great. is hot. I only clocked I one and a half seconds of transphobes on the screen, so that seems yeah. pretty good. <sighs> yeah. There's like a talk of Jedi and Mandalorian, like ancient feud. And Sabine, Sabine Wren is totally in it, right? Stop it. What? Stop <laughs> it. I'm kidding. I hope I need you all to know that I'm kidding. And I'm very annoyed by no, all of the TikToks Barris? I saw after that. No, it's also not Barris. <laughs> It is nobody oh we know. Me I'm and Brian are going to ride this Barris train to the end of the world. I I'm going to start that. I'm going to do that on Twitter right now. This is How are you stealing my thing? You do it then. Someone has yes. to like do this. I will do it. I'm going to do it. All right. Ugh. No, it's um, not Sabine. I don't think it's anybody. I, think I don't it's think like, it's anybody we I think know. It, I think if it's anybody we know, it might be an Inquisitor. Not like an Inquisitor we've seen before, but just I mean, if we've been paying attention to all the rumors and news has been coming out about the season, every character from Star Wars ever is making a cameo at some point in season two of this show. So, yeah, like, that's I don't true. know if they're going to have time for original new characters. I am not confident enough in Dave Filoni to say that is not Sabine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I can't I can't rule it out if Dave Filoni is involved. <laughs> can't. Episode five, baby. Ugh. That's the Filoni episode this season. It is unfortunate that John Favreau is writing pretty much all of the episodes. This season. I'm really worried. I really like the Mandalorian season one. I'm really worried that it is going to become Rebels season five. Well, we'll find out. You mean Clone Wars season thirteen? I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be Rebels season five because uh, they're doing like a Rebels sequel thing. So I think that's going to have its own thing. You mean Iron Man four? Um, yeah, I'll probably be Iron Man 4. Oh my god, what if Iron Man shows up? <laughs> I'll be so mad. Suddenly the Mandalorian has like arc reactors on his palms. <laughs> He's talking to Jarvis. I, but, oh by, god. but by like the looks of it, it looks like the season is mostly going to be the adventures of dad and baby. Which, which I is it very much be. for. Yeah, that's mm, all yeah. I care about. Because you got dad carrying the baby in his arms you got dad carrying the baby in a sack you got dad carrying the baby to the boxing mat <laughs> you got the baby being like oop i'm just gonna go in my little pram for a little bit extremely fight like excited for this boxing match i am looking forward to that i think and- it'll be great we got ringside seats it's gonna be a time Baby's first boxing match. I just Baby's love first that, boxing match. I just love that shot because it, it establishes that this is like routine at this point. Oh the yeah. Baby's like, okay, Dad, I'll go in my little, I'll go in my egg. Yeah. And uh, you, you do fight, what you need I to do. Oh, Dad's doing shit again. Boop. Oh, Dad is in. Dad's in real trouble. Okay, I'll go help Dad. Yeah. Oh man. It's not because like the baby's worried. It's just because the baby knows that Dad will get distracted if the egg isn't closed. Yeah. He's just looking out for him. Yeah. Gosh, I cannot wait for the. I'm just the thing I'm most excited about is to see the like Mando become a dad. Yeah, yeah. Like I think the whole point of this show is gonna be like Mando's gonna think he has to reunite Yoda with his people, baby Yoda with his people, and then eventually, like the point is gonna be that the Mando is his people. Like fooled you, yeah. you were his yeah. people all along. Yeah. I mean, the last Yoda own... died on Dagobah three years Oops. ago. The they dad the was the dad we made along the way. And we might, we might see, like, the Yoda species, which I hope to God we don't, but we might. But I think the point is going to be, like, no, he's your kid. He's your son. I mean, if they bring Yaddle back, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to see Yaddle in this with a shitty (laughs) wig so bad. I was going to say, if Yoda lived that that long, there's no reason to believe Yaddle didn't. Yaddle, was Yaddle still alive? Yeah. We haven't gotten confirmation that they're not. No, there's no canon confirmation. Yeah, and canon, she's not confirmed dead. And as we established in our Jedi episode, Order 66 was extremely ineffective, all considered. Extremely. The only thing that like hints that she's not around anymore is the fact that she's not on the Jedi Council in later movies. Whatever, she got tired of their shit. But like Yoda also hated her, so like. Maybe yeah, she I'm not saying that means she's dead. I'm just saying that's the only thing we've got to like yeah. say that she's not around. I yet. would love the idea of just like Yaddle. Yaddle was like, "Screw you, Yoda. I'm leaving." Yeah, and then Yoda she just a- goes off and runs and becomes like a spiritual person in a swamp. That's not Dagobah. <laughs> you are. Ju- you just described the entire storyline of Toph. You're not incorrect. <laughs> Yaddle's gonna be a swamp witch. <laughs> Force bender like swamp wind. Um, we didn't see uh what's his face in the dark saber in this trailer. Nope. Yeah, but they're gonna we did there. we did hear from an interview that like Mando's gonna be like tested by Gideon this season. I don't know what that means, 
but like Giancarlo Esposito was like talking like he might be like pulled towards the wrong side. The wrong side. Yeah. The dark side, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really show anything about like besides the Mando getting like attacked by some goons. They don't really show anything about like the enemies in the in the trailer. Yeah. 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 I'm so excited. <laughs> I just really like the Mandalorian. It's like the only Star Wars thing I still like. <laughs> like True. And I haven't had anything to look forward to, like entertainment wise, in a while. <laughs> so I'm just I think excited. I think we're getting about to the time to start the season one rewatch because season two comes out in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. I gotta get on that. Yeehaw. Yeah. I'm ready start for a granny slap in good time. My cow person. Ugh. Cowboy does not have a good gender neutral because <laughs> cow person just mm-hmm. sounds like a cow, cow, cow person. Is not. I was about to say cowman instead of like human, but then I realized it's just cowman. It's still man, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a grown up cowboy. The cow cow child. I'm a cow, cow man. <laughs> cow child. That's me. I'm a cow child. Um. Yeah, but you're like a literal cow child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean that in the literal you're sense. A child of the cows. If, yeah. if anyone wants to brush up on their southernness and or like on their yeehaw rootin' tootin' good times, you can watch American Barbecue Showdown on Netflix because <laughs> that's right. what I did, and so, it has some good is language. That like the to American it. version of British Bake Off. I mean, it's about barbecue. So okay, yes. so I looked up what the gender neutral for cowboy slash cowgirl would be: cowpoke or cowpuncher. Apparently, cowpuncher. <laughs> Cowpoke's pretty cool. Cowpuncher is really funny. Cowpuncher is really upsetting. What, you never punched a cow? I would never punch a cow. I've never been like next to a cow like before, besides at like the fair. I'm not gonna punch the fair cows. when They're I was a kid, uh, we lived in a place where there was ranching land, like, near. So the cows would just wander into our yard, and we had to scare them out. We had to, like, hit, like, sticks together to get them to get out of our yard. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the first, like, ever woodworking project I ever made was a little table, and a cow sat on it and broke it. <laughs> oh, that's revenge. That's really cute. <laughs> I love cows. Oh, so speaking, of, speaking of yeah. cow punchers. Wait, this is mission two. I don't fucking know anymore. Anyways. Yes. <clears throat> go. Chapter four, subsurface rod. I'm just going to read the first page because damn freeze world building. I forgot I made that note to myself and I did not get your Kindle back to the first page. Yeah. Hang on. (laughs) Okay. As a child, Soren Keys had visited the ruins of Nevashul in the warp lands of Fidel. The decay of ages. I'm sorry, what now? Soren Keys had visited the ruins of Nevashul in the warp lands of Fidel. The warp lands? The warp lands. Warp lands. Warp lands. I don't know how you will say it. The warp lands. The warp lands. It's where the cowpunchers live. (laughs) Wait a god, y'all. I'm sorry. Warp lands. No! The decay of ages had occluded that window into the planet's ancient past, as had the anachronisms, the custodial droids and velvet ropes and explanatory plaques, but he'd perceived grandeur nonetheless. Wandering those alien palaces, knowing that every vast chamber and kilometre-long passageway had once possessed a name, 
served a purpose for forgotten people. He had felt awe for the first time in his young life. I don't know, like, Alex Freeze is really good at world building. Have the warp lands. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Blame on Sangria. I love Sangria. Um, Soren probably also loves Sangria. He had felt awe the first time he stepped onto a Star Destroyer. Why do I keep picturing the guy from the Dragon Prince? I'm sorry. Because his name is Soren. (laughs) Because he's also named Soren, but he's nowhere near as cool as Soren. He's the better Soren. Okay, Not but you cool know that when Soren goes out and gets drunk with his friends, they call him Soren Gria because he just only drinks sangria and yet still gets totally wasted. Pictures yeah. of sangria! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Soren had felt awe like what he felt visiting Nevush Hull when he first stepped on a Star Destroyer. He's viscerally, the word Alex Freed Free used, uh, drawn to the history and grandeur of the Empire. Okay, buddy. Maybe not, not Maybe not <laughs> specifically the murder parts of it. Anyways, the Eerie is not a Star Destroyer, and there's no ore there. It works, it's useful, but it sucks. Hey, look who's here still! It's Palpatine's ghost robot, the Sentinel. I got the... so mad when I saw that this thing was still here. I was like, why is this thing still here? I got so excited that this thing was still here. Did we wrap this plot point up in the why last Why is book? this thing still here? We have not wrapped that plot point up. It is going to come back. And not just um, the fact that it's there, but like now everyone's like leaving little flowers and things by it as like offerings. <laughs> it's like a whole shrine. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Periodically, it just kind of turns and faces another world. That is, that is real culty, <laughs> and I but it do never not says anything. The Empire is a cult. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, now with the offerings? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, this thing is hanging out in an intersection on the ship, anointed, in Soren's mind, with caps and rank plaques and the etchings of the names of the two or fourths dead on the wall. He doesn't like the thing being there and wants to just shove it to the cargo hold, but hey, what are you going to do? Nobody <laughs> else wants it gone. Space. <laughs> <laughs> it's noisy in the ward room. Which is, because I didn't know, a commissioned officer's mess on board a warship. As the officers argue about Imperial shit, uh, Soren takes a seat at the head of the table and they all go quiet. Jarbanov was, an, was a success. They didn't lose anyone and they didn't even gain much damage to their fighters. Yay! They can even fix seven of their retrieved ties and the other two can be scrapped for parts. It doesn't sound like much of a victory to anybody. Boy, how the Imperials hate to be just like the rebels. Sad face. No one applauds. Shame us, Sora. That it sucks for you. He thinks of how simpler things were as Devin doing the right thing. Hmm. Goes on about how they can learn from their mission, and Gablerone pipes up to say he thought this meeting was meant to be a state of the war update. Gablerone is round-faced, curly-haired, and has a mustache that hasn't been in style the entirety of Soren's lifetime. Soren's known him for a long time and still thinks of him as the man sent to replace Colonel Nuris, Grandma, despite the fact that she refused to retire. (laughs) Despite never being able to take her place, he never showed disloyalty or undue ambition, and Soren respects him that, despite their differences. Soren's actual plan on the agenda was to talk about the state after discussing how they can stay alive more efficiently. But he's only an advisor, and if everyone else wants to alter the agenda and circle back to his plan later, he's chill with it. It's so interesting to me, like, imagining evil empire people, like, making their agenda for their meeting. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, literally anyone in any job has to, like, create a meeting agenda. 
They have to have spreadsheets, KPIs, all of yep. that shit. Yep. I hate it. I hate it. Except and especially KPIs if they want to jump jump around the agenda. That's rude. I sent the agenda in advance so you could all approve to it and have your notes ready. Like, KPI actually means kills per Imperial, though, in this. Oh, <laughs> oh it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it oh, does. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Toblerone had been the first who did this. His name was Toblerone. Toblerone? (laughs) Listen, I only hear Toblerone. For the record, (laughs) listeners, I will basically read out exactly what's written on the thing without thinking about it. Yep. Which these people do love to abuse sometimes. These people. These people. That I call my friends. Wow. (laughs) As if we haven't been a pod family for more than five years now. We all love Saf. We have been, and I love you all so much. I love you people so much. <laughs> Toblerone had been the first to aim a rifle at Sauron on his return, but he'd also been the first to agree to appoint Sauron advisor to Shadowing. For all of this, Sauron respects him. After a bunch of silent looks around the table, Toblerone agrees that Sauron should continue the postmortem of Jar- Jar- Jarbanov. I feel like <laughs> I'm in a post-launch game postmortem meeting. <laughs> it's how it feels. It feels exactly like this. Jarbanov is also really hard to to say. I wish it was Maybe Jabranov. It's Yarbanov. Yeah, you want to call it Jabranov. Yarbanov does sound better, actually. I'm going to go with that. Yarbanov Maybe it's Kharbanov. 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 That's much harder to say. I enjoy it. That's so much more satisfying. I, I don't like that at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I don't think we ever mention it again, so we're good. Um, nobody else challenges Soren. He gets Cedia. Lieutenant Cedia, who's uh, one of your pilots, maybe who's slender. Shh, that that's a spoiler. They haven't done that yet. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> who who either her or one of her flight pilots uh, irradiated an entire colony on Karbanov. She did. She did. She did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, what the hell? Um, so he gets Cedia into account for her actions, and he lets her and Tobler and lead the discussion. The the discussion. <laughs> oh no, he describes Cedia as slender bodied. Oh okay, man, Freed. Meg ruined the surprise of this reveal. <laughs> I know it's okay, Freed. We all make mistakes. We've all we've all made mistakes. I, I as soon as I read it, I highlighted it, and I was just like, oh yes, man. I admit, like what I like to think that it's a reference to. Has as has Alex been reading? Has Alex been listening to our podcast this whole time? Hi, Alex. Yeah, it's a hey. reference. It's shouting out to us. It's being like, leave hey. a five star review if yes. <laughs> leave, yeah, leave a five star <laughs> review if you're listening to us. You don't have to put your name on it. You, it just has to be five stars, and we'll know. But also, maybe put your name on it. <laughs> It'd be nice if you maybe. put your name on it. Yeah, that will be legit. <laughs> oh god, that would be the best day of my fucking life. I would remember that to my deathbed. That would be my final words. It'd be like, remember when Alex Freed lived a five-star review on Rogue Podron? And everyone else there would be like, what the fuck, Saf? And then I would die. Oh, God. Well, Soren now brings he, up... Solves that. <laughs> oh, God. Soren brings up fuel costs. I do feel like I'm back in the x Back books. in book one. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Freed doesn't actually go that far into it. Um... Sword is so much more interesting than whatever his name was, though. Lormat? The Floormat. Kitten Lormat? Yeah, Floormat. I was trying to talk to, I was, Greg was at a party we had here recently, and I was trying to talk to him about, I think I was mentioning the freaking fuel efficiency thing, um, or the fuel calculations, and I couldn't remember his name, and so I was just like, yeah, Kitten Lormat. Yeah, Kitten Lormat. (laughs) And Greg obviously knew who that was, but everyone else in the room was like, what the fuck is Star Wars? (laughs) I'm just so, like, 
New Zealand people talking about having a party with other people in the room. I'm just like sad person looking at the window raining outside. Look, this look. I'm this glad one of my flatmates kitten doormat. Um. <laughs> I'm glad one of my flatmates got to have a birthday party because the rest of us didn't, and it sucked. I'm just jealous. It must be so nice to live in a country where they have their shit together. Yeah, can't even imagine. Well, we'll see what happens after our election. I mean, oh, yeah. around the same, same time as yours. Oh, wait, wait till you see what happens after our election. It's going to be <laughs> a great couple months. <laughs> great. Anyways, back to Star Wars. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, escapism now. <laughs> uh, he tells Cedia that the attack on the colony on Khabanov. <laughs> I still put the R in the... No, I put the R in the right place. We're good. Uh, she points out that no, sitting Pandem no. 9... No, I put it you said Harbinoff. Yeah, no, I put it in the wrong place in the notes. Oh. Yeah, my brain, galaxy brain right here. Um, <laughs> Cedia points out that setting Pandem Nye on fire was unnecessary, but the rebels did it anyway. And like, look, Cedia, that was an accident. It wasn't their plan. What you did was on purpose. But you know Imperials. They get yeah. into the state of war stuff, blah, blah, blah. Looks like Moff Pandian is dead. That stuff from Aftermath. I don't care about that. But Admiral Ray Sloan is mentioned, and she has a growing fleet, mostly operating around the Outer Rim. Yeah, I like how basically this was. Here's a one-sentence summary of Aftermath. Yeah, basically. A Star Wars novel by It Doesn't Matter. Let's move on. That's all you need, because those books were not... By Buck Bendig. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Buck. 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 I don't know. (laughs) It's perfect. Uh, It's honestly perfect. It turns out having a fever is great for recording Rogue Podron. Oh, good. <laughs> so what about Coruscant? What about Coruscant? It's still blockaded, uh, but the New Republic hasn't been able to take it back yet. Blah, blah, blah. There's more war stuff while they pick a tag up. Blah, blah, blah. Rassus brings up the Sentinel, the Emperor's messenger, and Soren slams his hand on the table and says they should reconvene tomorrow because he doesn't want to deal with this shit. Rass. Roosh, who Google Docs is determined to call Brooch, <laughs> sticks around after everyone else leaves. He asks Soren why he encourages debate if he's not going to accept anyone's ideas. Soren tells him it's because they don't trust his ideas yet. If they're going to question him, he'd rather they do it out in the open. Bruce points out that it's not Soren's ideas that is a problem. It's Soren himself. Because Oof. he left them. He was a deserter. At their lowest moment, he wasn't at Pandem Night. He doesn't get it. And so they don't connect with him and they don't trust him. Which, honestly, fair enough. Okay. Soren- Yes. But is is Bruce related is Bruce Vessery is Bruce Vessery No. Bruce is a distant uncle. I am so sorry if you can hear like the military helicopters outside. No. Is that what is happening in New Zealand? No. We live near a military base and they fly low over our house all the time. Just, you know, uh-huh. that's the story. You can't hear that at all. Works with the timeline. I'm just saying, Bruce Vessery works with the timeline. <laughs> Wait, could you not hear that thing at all? No. I could kind of hear a little rumbling. Yeah. What the fuck? This mic is amazing. It's just apocalyptic when you say like, "Excuse the military." <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, Bruce Vessery, a distant uncle of Broach, 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 Broach. Broke. Yep, Broke Vessery. <laughs> Who was a Bruch, distant cousin of Bruch, Broach? Vessery. Yeah, yeah. Who Bruch, was a distant cousin of Broach, Broach. and Broach? <laughs> They're all there. They're just three brothers. Yeah, yeah. 
it's like it's what, like it's like Mal Savage and Pharrell. Yeah, it's exactly. Like in Starfighters Wait, and Adamar, Mal and Savage have a third brother named Pharrell. Pharrell. His name is Pharrell. It's Pharrell. Pharrell. <laughs> we've we've gone through Feral this before Oprah. on Rogue Quadrant, Danny. Yeah, you're right. This is about our lives, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining Maul and Savage dancing to Happy now. <laughs> just getting rid of the family name, throwing it all away. We're happy now. Happy now. Soren, who's not happy, thinks that Grandma was a friend. Of course he wants revenge as well, but that's not really true. He had been hoping originally that his desertion would be an example to everyone else and that his pilots would also get out. Turns out he was wrong. The indoctrination goes deep and he's gotten no peace since. He knows there's no victory in the future of the Empire, but he's still going to stick with his people. Listen, this is such like white people bullshit (laughs) here (laughs) of being like, well, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave, but not actually speak out against what the issues are, and just expect that, like, people will follow up on my grand gesture, um, even though I don't explain why it's necessary at all, um, and then be like, ah, didn't work, I guess I'm coming back now. (laughs) Yeah. Dumbass. Yeah, the Empire's indoctrination really does very much heavily work in, um, at least in the military, very much. It's yeah, like, as I mean, as it should, like, right? Yeah. Like, that's what that's how they works. were good at. But also, like, come on, Soren, you fucking idiot. Right. You can't just be like, peace out, and if I leave, then, like, everyone will think that I did something right? And it's like, no, that is definitely you not abandoned them. <laughs> right? Like, you're going to be used... As now, as an example of like what not to do, like they're going to make you an enemy. And honestly, it is a miracle he did not get shot the moment he got back. Mm-hmm. The only reason he didn't get shot, I think, is because he would been so trusted previously. But God, dude, you fucking idiot! Yeah, right. Like if if um, Quell tried to come back, shot immediately. <laughs> yeah, shot absolutely immediately, unless it was Soren that saw her. I think would be the only guy that. Right, but anybody him. else, he'd just be like, "Why?" you back here you are my only success you're the one who left (laughs) i got you out uh all good hopefully they just don't meet each other while flying it's all good great anyways x-wing x-wing (laughs) x-wing our baby boy will is trying to keep up with the x-wing which quail is driving um and mimic its maneuvers he's suddenly struck by a revelation he's a better flyer than quell but she's the better starfighter pilot he asks if they got the images or if they have to make another run, but it's all good. They got the images. They're doing some scouting stuff. I don't know. They're going to take the long way home because comms are glitching again. Will's keen to get a chance to fly more after spending so long in Troyth. Quell asks if he's enjoying the break, and he's like, hell yeah, I love to fly. He thanks her for bringing him out here, and once again, she's trying so hard to connect, but she's not really succeeding. Yeah. Quell actually means the whole campaign happening right now. Like, it's still hard, obviously, but compared to Pandem Nye and Oradol and pre-Endor, like, it's bad. Will diplomatically says that it's different, and he's genuinely puzzled by, like, what she's trying to say and how she's trying to connect. <laughs> he knows she's trying to connect, but he's just like, ah? In the distance, he sees where the city is severed by a dark ocean. On the other side of the ocean is a bleak expanse of rock lit by lightning. It's the Scar of Troyth. 
a continent ripped apart by mining. Will has to quash revulsion because it is complete anathema to everything on his home planet, and remind himself, you find beauty in the city. This is the price these people paid. A graft of their world skin lifted from one site to sculpt another. Fucking amazing. Freed. Yikes. Jesus Christ, man. God. God damn. Anyways, Will finds himself wanting to talk to Quell to confess how much he's struggling with wanting to leave and not being able to. But instead, she's talking about how she knows where he's at, how you can only do so much on bombing runs as things get destroyed, but you fight to protect your comrades. That's, uh, I think she kind of gets it, but doesn't quite get it, you know? Yeah, I think... I think she pushed, like, that little Will voice a lot further down than he had. Yeah, and I think she only ever had, like, comrades, really. Yeah, Um, not family. Not not family, not a home to yeah. go back to. And so, like, that doesn't even come up in her, her mind, right? Because she is very much thinking of him, again, as a fighter pilot. Um, yeah. And not necessarily just as, like, a human who was constri- conscripted into this fight. Um, she admits she was at Mick Treddy. Hang on. I'm just going to Google this really quickly and see what's actually a thing. Make sure I don't know. I was a Rebel Alliance cell, blah, blah, blah. Um, she admits she was there and, oh, it was only mentioned in these books. Anyways, she admits she was there and Will knows there's some meaning in what she's saying, but he doesn't know exactly what she's trying to get at. He's like, oh, I should ask her about it. And then he does ask her about it, but he waits too long to do it. And she's like, the moment's gone. She tells him it's nothing. <laughs> For three days. God, she's trying so hard, but she's so bad at it. Bad and he it. knows she's trying, but he doesn't know how to do. <laughs> that was so anyway. funny. Like he had a, he had a window of one point five seconds where she was like willing to open up, and he just missed it. Right, he just missed it because he was a little bit confused by how she was doing it. Right, because all she said was, "I was at this thing," and like mm. when I read it, like, I was also like, processing, so? processing and calls yeah, like vulnerable, I was like, vulnerable, vulnerable, and Will is like processed, and she's like, "Okay." Nope, sorry, you missed your chance. Moment it's, over. It's shut back down again. Back in the black box. <laughs> um, wow, I, I, I want my... I'm, <laughs> sorry, I got speechless for a second there. I was on the Mick Traddy uh, Wikipedia page and hovered over the hy- the colored she, like the hyperlink she, and it links to a page called Sexes. Anyways, <laughs> Wikipedia has a Sexes page, if so, you didn't Sorry, know. what? <laughs> yeah, that's a page that Wikipedia has. Wikipedia has a page for everything. Yeah. Except for um, Bruce Vessery. Yeah, uh, don't have that. Anyways, <laughs> for three days, the New Republic has been broadcasting into the Thanor House district, warning that they're going to be passing through and advising the citizens to evacuate or take shelter. Unlike the other districts, which had done exactly that, Thanor House residents refused to leave. Ab Squad is tasked with escorting the infantry caravan through Thanor House to the governor's residence. While it's happening, the attack comes from below the water, energy blasts that cause boiling geysers and cut through buildings. Quell tells, tells Will and Kairos to get out of range because they're really not helpful here. Mm-mm. Later on, Will describes what happened to, into a recorder. Nath and Chess had dropped guided bombs between the grating over the lake and taken out the Kraken, Kraken-class vehicles, which nice. I would call out the Kraken. Yeah. Kairos had ignored Quell and stuck <coughs> around to evacuate ground troops. He says he's never met anyone who fought harder to keep her allies alive. Ugh. They had low casualties, to which Chess pointed out that ground pounders know what they're in for, and if they're in the first wave, they know something's going to kill them, which, after reading Twilight, yeah, they do. They're, yeah. they're like TIE pilots that way. Yeah, basically. Except TIE pilots are a lot more arrogant. 
At least the carver. Carver is also extremely arrogant. Anyways, while Will and Neth had searched through the wreckage for any survivors, Will had asked Neth why they were doing this. Neth said if they get the capital, they get Shadowwing. Back in the early days of Will's time with the Rebellion, he'd written letters to the Elders of Cliff, which was his birthplace. He'd asked about how to reconcile grief for killing the enemy with his loyalty to his fellow comrades and his duty. Now he imagines a reply from his new intended recipient, which has no sympathy for him. What do you think a soldier is for, Will Lark? He sighs and deletes the message. He's deleted every message he's recorded for Blink, the shadowing pilot who had killed Riot Squadron and helped them save Pandem Nye. Someone he thinks of as an enemy and a friend. Back to Soren. Okay. Well, they're chasing down the last of the rebel escorts. Soren won't let them pursue them through hyperspace, remembering what he's heard about Oradol, because he was not there because he abandoned Shadowwing. Soren listens to Squadron 5 as he moves out of the hangar into the main body of the Star Destroyer Edict. A wreck before even Endor, they'd come looking for it guided by only hope. Wow, sounding a bit like rebels there, huh? Finding it under New Republic Guard in the por- the por- the Pormthalus system. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thalus. For the record, I do put a lot of these names in here just so that I have to live. I like, appreciate it very much. Yeah. <laughs> I do it for you. He tells Cedia that if he makes contact with friendlies, he doesn't want to scare them, and if he, they end up being enemies, he'll die with no regrets. Ugh. But to open fire if he abruptly cuts contact, because he's probably dead. A bunch of young crew eventually crawl out, having hidden from the New Republic. Soren understands why they're hid instead of fighting. He tells them that Shadowwing is diminished, and they can join if they want. He's kind of pissed that instead of an empty ship, or one crewed by veteran naval officers, he's found a bunch of kids. But hey, beggars can't be choosers! Uh... They sacrifice the allegiance to repair the edict. The process reminds Soren of being Devon and working with Rickton under the hutch, and he wonders Boy, what Boy, he now. really misses being Devon. <laughs> And he, he hopes that he didn't make the wrong choice with Rickton and that boy makes it out because he may have been an Imperial, but he didn't do anything nearly as bad as Soren has. He really should have stayed. He should have stayed. He should yeah, have gone should, with Rickton. He should just go back to being Devon. Yeah, he really just, should. I really hope. He listen, no Devin. one's going to be surprised if you defect again. Right. Yeah, <laughs> literally all, nobody's going to care if you it. leave again. Like, just swallow they'll, your they'll pride. They'll be popping the champers and they'll be like, woo! Popping the champers. Popping the champers. They'll be popping the champers. I love it. I love it. But yeah, just go back now. Just go go Please. find a the nice heart, place. The heart you can will work welcome with your you back. Like you you were like super pro Imperial on that planet and like no one really cared. So yeah. like like just shut up about it. Go back to work. Don't be here. Please. Please, man. <laughs> Once they escape into hyperspace, Thorin suggests a celebration. It does not go as he plans. An Alpha Squadron story. Listen, you can't plan a celebration unless you're a horse person. That's yeah, just that's not just like an Ab Squad story. That's like a Star Wars in general story. Unless you're a horse person. See, when you say horse person, it's not a gender neutral version of a horse around her upper. It's, yeah, no, it's a horse a literal... person is not a horse folk. <laughs> a horse I mean, a horse person could be a horse folk. Them, they're, they're horse folk. It's not a horse puncher. (laughs) Some Imperials might be, though. Anyways, Toblerone just fucking suplexes Canteen. I think you mean a a Thackwash puncher. A Thackwash puncher. There we go. Toblerone fucking suplexes Candend, I don't know, before he can finish his snarky sentence about the New Republic having real victories, unlike them. But the damage is already done. The news of the Rebels taking Yandara 
I think, has already spread and the celebration has the entirely wrong mood because they're all really sour and bitter. Soren argues with some people and wishes he could leave the celebration, but he called it, so he's got to stay because the host has to stay. That's how I feel at every party ever. Yeah, me too. Dorita hisses at him to fix it, so he sits and tells them to share their stories about Andara and the Allegiance. Because if this is going to be a funeral, they might as well do it right. And boy, does Freed know how to write funerals. They do tell stories, and Soren listens. Crete, a 21-year-old veteran of Shadowwing. With <laughs> That's a strong, a sentence. Yeah, with a strong Twi'lek accent. Is she a Twi'lek? They never say. I assume so. Ask Soren to tell them what it's like under New Republic rule. He doesn't really want to talk about being Devon, but he tells them the truth, that the New Republic doesn't know how to govern, and though worlds are enjoying their freedom, there are shortages and breakdowns. He weeps gently as he tells his story about Devon, and he does not hide it. Love a man who shows his emotions. When he's asked, when will we show them we still fight? He tells them, tomorrow. So the next day, they fly to Mon Gaza and totally annihilate it. Soren lets the pilot Bullshit! This is... God damn it, Soren! <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, Soren, I'm having feelings for you, and then they don't do this. Soren's like, I got my mojo back. Yeah, yeah lo- love a man who can, like, you know, show emotion, but love a man who doesn't work for the Imperials even more. <laughs> even more. Yep. When Okay, the next day, yep, they do that. He lets a pilot scroll for Andara in the ashes, so he doubts anyone will ever see it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, fuck now. After showering for two minutes because they're on restricted water supplies, he sits in his <laughs> office to do intelligence stuff. He finds a message from Cerberan. He decides that he might as well give Shadowing a battle worth winning. Little does he know that he was meant to find it. Chas- Soren, go back to Devon. Please, Soren. Please. <laughs> Chas doesn't have her ship, but she's still got a mission. She oh, swears at Kairos as the Ewing rocks around, mad that she volunteered for this mission because she is in a foul mood. When is she not? When is she not? When she's You're drunk. Not... That's the answer. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's not ringing any alarm bells for me. Yeah. Especially as I finish my sangria. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're like Soren. Yeah. <laughs> is that worse or better than being like chess? <laughs> so, yeah, but Soren from Dragon Prince, who is great. Okay, that's a better Soren. Not yeah. Soren Keys. No, oh, I meant Soren Keys because he... Pounds the sangria like nobody's business. No, he's a bitch. He does yeah, not you want to be you want to be himbo Soren, not this Soren. Yeah. I'm obviously a himbo. Come on, obviously. <laughs> anyway, they're on a recon mission, scouting the areas near the capital to find a path to the shield generators. Chess captures the images they need and briefly turns the recorder around to make a rude gesture into it. Quell snarks at her and she snarks back, and Vital tells him to stop flirting. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> a rocket explodes and Chas is sent flying across the cabin. She finds a fire extinguisher and puts out the flames, but when she's putting it back, she notices the trophies lining neatly lined neatly against the side of the emergency compartment. One side is Imperial rank pins, comlinks, and even a cracked optical lens from a stormtrooper's helmet. On the other side are scraps of cloth that display Rebel and New Republic infantry patches. What the fuck, Kairos? <laughs> Kairos is Kairos. Kairos is Kairos. Weird. <laughs> Chas takes one of the patches and slips into the cockpit. She tells Kairos that she's a freak. She just puts like the that. Patch... Yep, it's just like that. She's blunt. She puts the patch on the console and asks if it's one of theirs. Kairos' hands flicks on the yoke, but she doesn't say anything. Chas asks about the Imperial stuff, and Kairos does not react at all. Chas, despite 
like being scared of her, decides to give this widow the benefit of the doubt as if she could ever actually kill Kairos. Um, even if Kairos is a killer at heart, she saved her life. Chess says she won't tell anyone, though she gives her the advice that she shouldn't keep that kind of shit around. It doesn't help at all to dwell on the past. Kairos turns to fully look at Chess, but doesn't say anything. And Chess says that she doesn't dwell on anything and she's doing fine. Which um, is a lie, because she certainly does dwell. She certainly does dwell, just not in the dead. And she's certainly not fine. No, um, she is fine. Everything she, is fine. Move she along. dwells on the past. And also, Chess is right about not keeping trophies, because that's how you get busted. That's how you get busted. That's how you get busted. Yeah. Yeah, she spent the entire last book dwelling about how she's not Jin Erso. Right. Yeah. And how about she didn't die? Like, right. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter five, a winding path to victory. What a oh, good name. That sounds that's very optimistic. It sounds like a happy sure. ending. Yeah. Mm. Quell laughs. I love, I just love pointing out when Quell laughs. And Adan tells her it wasn't that funny. She agrees because he's not a funny man. Hera just <laughs> looks between the two of them, puzzled and charmed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these two people that nobody likes. At least kind of like each other. Yeah. <laughs> Kara is all of us in this moment. Yeah. Where she's like, like I, huh? I guess I'm glad you have each other at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Quell's been spending most of her non-flying time with Adan, who she doesn't have to worry about slipping up around because he already knows her darkest secret. She can be as cynical and honest as she wants with him. And it seems that Hera has become grateful to Quell for being her sounding board. The three of them are discussing strategy. Hera decides in the end that they're going to have infantry hidden under the shield to draw the enemy, then hit the shield generators as fast as they can so the bombers can decimate the enemy. There's no way to make it any easier unless anyone has a Jedi hidden away. Huh? And then when nobody replies... <laughs> yeah, when, he, when nobody replies, Hera says, I can dream, and Cole notices how sad Hera's smile is. <laughs> it's been two years and I'm still not over it. She's talking no. about Kanan. She's talking about <laughs> Kanan! The love and, of her life. And her child who is just like over in daycare two rooms over right now. <laughs> I he, don't no, think... no, he's with Uncle Zeb. And yeah, Jackin yeah. oh, okay. Jackin is not on the Lodestar. <laughs> Jackin. <laughs> yeah, Jackin. This is the point of the book where I cried for a solid like 10 minutes yeah the first time i read this i definitely cried a little bit i was just like ah my heart Hera. i finally watched it i finally watched rebel season four so i get it now mm. i mean i, I knew he died but like yeah. seeing seeing him die was different it hits different it hits different for sure. two years yeah. and i'm still not over it very very i much love that freed just it. with one line can just pull that all back thanks freed <laughs> secret jedi <laughs> It was so good, too, because didn't he said something like, Quell, Quell noticed that her smile was sad. Yeah. And sadder than it should have been. She yeah, didn't sadder really than like she expected again. or something. Yeah, and she's like, like, I don't know why. Well, here, here, here are four seasons of DVDs. Just watch these real quick. You'll get it. Yeah, the documentaries. Yeah. I hate Freed. Oh, you're right. I, mean, I love Star Wars Freed. Rebels is a documentary in-universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of the planning, Adan tells Hera that she can head back and he and Quell will finish up. Hera tells him that Oh, she's in no hurry. She wants to talk to Quell. And he's like, oh, you don't have to worry about my team. We're doing great. And she's like, oh, I think I'll stick around. Oh, um, I just realized something doubly sad about that scene with Hera. Oh, no. Because it's not it? it's not just about Kane and it's also about Ezra who's missing. No! <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> She's talking oh, about both of them. Oh, hell. <laughs> God damn. Okay, now back to your regularly scheduled drug pod. Oh, oh, yeah, they're arguing. Do you think um, she hangs out with the dad to fill, like, the Thrawn-shaped void in her life? Probably. <laughs> She's like, I need someone pretentious and boring. I know, I'll hang out with Karen Adon. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, wow, this guy's a fucking idiot compared to Thrawn. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's because Thrawn actually knows military strategy and Adon right. does not. They argue over whether or not Hera can stick around and talk to Quell. I don't know, fucking weirdos. Um, and Quell realizes that she wants Adon to win and wonders when the hell she started wanting to spend time with him. I think she's just anxious about talking to Hera. Yep. Hera wins, of course, and she and Quell head to the galley together with their arms filled with dirty mugs. Hera tells her that Ab Squad has come a long way. They're as strong a team as Meteor now. Quell waits for the butt. She's scared that Hera will realize what she really did in Acronis, or that maybe Adan had already told her and that she's secretly judging her. Instead, Hera tells Quell to keep an eye on her squadron. She's got to keep doing the work now that she's gotten them to, like, gel. There was a complaint from ground crews about Chas joyriding in her B-wing and coming home drunk. Could be something wrong there. She could be testing her limits. I kind of love that Hera cannot remove herself from the team mom position. Yeah. Even if it's not like her quote-unquote team. She's just become a bigger mom of a bigger family. (laughs) Like, that's just her personality, is to, like, mother hen all these people and make sure they're okay. broken people. She's very much, like, a wedge. Yeah. (laughs) She's like the witch of the series. I'm sorry. What? I definitely heard it as she's very much a witch. <laughs> <laughs> is that what witches? Wait, say? Hera is a presumed widow. So oh, don't yeah. don't even. When she is a definite you... widow. We saw him die. The force, though. Yeah, um, but all it would take is one flirt from Wedge, and all of a sudden, Kanan would be coming right back. Oh, that's really force good. Okay, Wedge. Wedge, you should definitely hit on Hera. Just a, just just a thing. Up. Hera just knows Wedge's reputation and walks up to him like, Wedge, I need you to hit on me. <laughs> <laughs> she's just constantly like, like making signals ge- at him general? in the hopes that he'll then like, she's like winking at him and he's like, do I, fl- do I flirt with her or no? She's a presumed <laughs> widow. There's like one entire chamber of the world between worlds that's only ever listening for presumed widows that happen to flirt with Wedge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's 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 the one. That's the one I'm actually interested in. <laughs> the force works in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> Hera says to Quell, it's the rot you don't see that does the most damage. Oh, Will, great. Kairos, Nath, don't wait till the house collapses to check on them. Good it's advice. That's like the frickin' thesis mom. of this book, I think. Yeah. I think she's Her- also speaking from personal experience, too. Yeah. Hera finishes by telling Quell to go spend time with her squadron. All hanging out together, Nath tries to convince Chess to try the green bottle, but she's not gonna do it. And even him trying to, like, trick her by being like, oh, what are you, a coward? She's like, I'm not a fucking idiot, man. That's not gonna work on me. The squadron. <laughs> that would 100% work on me. <laughs> that would 100% work on me. Oh, edit that out. We don't need our listeners knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they already know that. Uh, the squadron, minus Kairos, obviously, is hanging out in a makeshift restaurant serving high-class Neo-Coruscanti cuisine. Will had somehow met and befriended, there's no somehow, he befriends everyone, uh, yeah, the chef, somehow. who'd come from the wealthy part of Troyth and now serves his fancy food in the refugee tent city. It's Dexter Jetster. <gasps> yes. Dexter definitely doesn't cook bougie food like that. Come on, he's got a proper diner. Yeah. It's fair. 
And Dix is definitely helping. Like maybe it's a different Jetster. Maybe yeah, Dix is definitely oh, it's like helping. Dix's fancy bougie cousin <laughs> from the yeah. long line of Jetsters that own restaurants. Yes, <laughs> that's their family dynasty. And like any any Dexter Jester that wants to go out of the family business is shown. What's a, what's a fancy version of the name Dexter? This one I'm trying to figure out. Dexterson the third. Declan. Declan. <laughs> oh, Declan. Declan Jester. Esquire. The third. <laughs> Declan um, Jester the third. <laughs> I think that our good old Dex is back on Coruscant helping, yeah. helping people. Like Dex wouldn't leave his community. Yeah, he's he would totally not leave like sending meals to refugee camps. Yeah, mm. he starts a soup kitchen in Coruscant. Oh, I guess he would. And he the also year- like you know if there's any like Jedi that escaped the purge, he like hides them. He helps smuggle them off planet. Underneath yeah, each of his arms. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's got he's, one Jedi under he's each arm. About, he's sad about his his buddy Obi Wan Kenobi dying. Yeah. yeah. I almost said boyfriend Obi Wan Kenobi. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not correct. Not incorrect. <laughs> um, unlike Dexter Jetster, who serves absolutely massive portions, uh, the portions of these fancy meals are really small, but it's delicious. Just I mean, welcome to fancy restaurants. Bougie food should be. Um, I always get mad because like, this portion is so small and then I try a little bit and I'm like, god damn, it's good though! But I wish I had <laughs> twice as much. Yeah, I wish I had so much more. I may be a small person, but I have a big, big stomach, okay? This food just is like absolutely- Just like a cow! <laughs> just like a cow! Well, this food is absolutely it... mm, the best okay. meal that Quell has ever had. <laughs> and she tells Will exactly this because they had plenty of food growing up, but they didn't really talk or care about how it tasted or anything like that. Except Boring. for her dad and his brandy. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Will says to her that this is the most she's ever shared about her family. She's like, <laughs> no, it's not. Surely it's yes, not. It yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. <laughs> she asks him about food back at his home, but Nath interrupts to tell Will that someone is looking for him. I even knew she had a dad, like, before this. Yeah. All I do, she had a mom. Right. And that was about as far as I got there, I think. She had a mom and a friend, and that's all we knew. Girl, girl, girlfriend, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Mm. It's Vitel from before. Will politely excuses himself. Nath tells Quell that Will and Vitel seem to get along, and Will deserves a good night. Waggling Will- his eyebrows the entire time. Absolutely waggling. He's never returns... waggling his eyebrows. <laughs> That's true. Nath's Nath eyebrows are in a per- perpetual state of waggling. <laughs> Will comes back later with Vital and half a dozen more infantry soldiers because he can't help but gather friends, I guess. They Ugh. talk about the war, etc. Quell doesn't really know anything about Sinjula and the New Republic's grand plan. She doesn't know anything about the 61st Mobile Infantry's captain. His name Quell is Namir. To... Yeah, yeah, Hazra. Quell manages... It's Hezrim Namir, fucking every time. From, from page 12? <laughs> from page 12. Page 12 of Best Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company. By Alexander Freed. Alexander Freed. <laughs> she, uh, Quell manages to make a good joke, and everyone laughs! Yeah, Quell, you're doing so good. Oh, she is doing so good. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> they, they all share war stories, and hang on a goddamn fucking second, one of these soldiers was at Black Tarsist, where Charmer was injured by shrapnel and gained his stutter, as mentioned in Twilight Company. Huh? Hang hey, on! I read that book! Wait, hang on! Quell was there too! Oh my god, Quell was there. Yep, maybe but I'm she not, was not the, the good one. side. Yeah, maybe she what was if even Quell the one the that reason that Charmer has Charmer. his yes. stutter? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. 100. 
I lost my absolute mind at this because I, I totally missed it the first time I read this book. And the second time I read it, I was like, wait, Black Tarsus is so familiar. Probably because I just read Twilight Company. Um, and I was like, I have to Google this right now. And then I, yeah, I spent like five minutes just losing my absolute mind about this. God damn it, Fred. Anyways, talk eventually turns to Vader, of course. And Nath says that Quell probably knows most about him because, you know, she was with the Empire the longest. Um, she, was Cass- an, she was one of the Imperials. I mean, Nath was too. He just wasn't there as long, I guess. I do yeah, love how Star Wars yeah. is like. Every, way... No one wants to look at Nath because his uh, waggling eyebrows are disconcerting after a while. Right. So <laughs> zero people are surprised that Nath was once part of the Empire. Right. Yeah. Well, like, because Quell notices that nobody seems to care. Nath, yeah. like, just, you know, casually mentioning being in the Empire. Um, and she also notices they don't really seem to care for her either. They just want to hear her stories. Almost as if she's been making it a thing in her head this whole time. To be fair, her fear about Necronus is probably well-founded. I'm sure it'll be fine. I do love how, like, Star Wars has been... I feel like in new canon more so than Legends, it's been like, yeah, all of these people are formal Imperials, and it's okay. (laughs) Like, Battlefront 2, a bunch of people in this book. I think this book is holding it a lot more seriously than the other ones did. Yeah. Which I mean, it was never it. really a thing in, like, Battlefront 2. It was never really, like, a problem that they were ex-Imperials. Yeah, Leia nobody was, really had a problem with that. Just Leia was basically like, welcome to the right side. Don't screw up. <laughs> kind Wait, of thing. is all of Star Wars' new canon just propaganda trying to get Republicans to see the light? It might be. Yeah. If it works, I'm okay with it. I don't think okay. it's working. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> no, they're all, like, pushing up their glasses and being like, like, actually, where are F- all the titties? SJW propaganda. Like, yeah. What do you mean Quell isn't wearing a bikini? <laughs> oh, that that makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm so, it made me uncomfortable too. <laughs> I feel like I just broke out in hives doing that. I did not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I don't think anyone wants to hear Neth talk about Vader with his waggling eyebrows. That just makes everyone uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> Chess grabs Quell's arm and demands she tells him. She's like, give, give, give story. It's very cute. At the start, this is what Quell's saying, at the start, he'd kill you because he was frustrated. Later, he waited for you to make a mistake. That's called maturity. Yep. She doesn't say that last, but that was me. Um, Everyone gets character growth in Star Wars. <laughs> Even Darth Vader. Chess is shwasted at this point. Yeah, Chess she's is- getting way you too fancy it- with Quell here. You said even Darth Vader gets character growth, but I feel like Darth Vader gets the most character growth. Darth Vader, yeah, yeah Darth right. Vader gets a lot of character growth. You're absolutely right. Vader has like a hundred comic lines, twelve <laughs> yeah. movies somehow. <laughs> for the record, six TV shows. Still waiting for that Darth Vader spinoff movie, though. Yeah, look, I don't, would be here for that. Don't manifest I'm gonna, that. I'm not gonna lie; I would watch the shit out of a Darth Vader spinoff movie. Don't Another manifest that. Could of the monkey's paw weird. curls forward. That could get weird. Oh no, what if I say that? that and then Taika they make YTC directed Darth Vader. It's gonna be not weird, Saf, and you know it. <gasps> Taika doing a Vader film would be so funny. <laughs> no, it would be, I'd want like Taika doing a film from the perspective of like a low level Imperial grunt that has to interact with Vader. He, that's probably what he would do. It's like he'd have a grunt there like, constantly stuck with Vader. It would be so good. God damn it. They're giving the Vader movie to Michael Bay, so, like, no one wants to watch that. <laughs> I'll watch it. Why not? Explosions in space. No, I'm gonna wait for the VOD. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when are you too. free on Disney Plus? <laughs> 
probably right away because we're in a pandemic. Getting back to things that aren't miserable. <laughs> a, mo- a one-eyed Mon says he wishes Palpatine had survived so he could be tried for his crimes. <laughs> oh, uh, buddy, you don't even know. Okay, well, uh, hold on. This one-eyed Mon just has a whole ass empty socket. And yep, it's just hanging out there. Baller. Baller. It's so baller. I hope it doesn't get infected, but also baller. I feel like it would be infected by now if it was going to. So yeah, I'm like, I'm sure there's some kind of like coating or like treatment to like scar it over so it's just like outside skin. Um, but like, holy hell, to not even have a patch or anything, just being like, look at what the war has done to me. Core. That's that's Twilight Company for you. Yeah, right. You have to see it. Ooh. Eventually, the troopers start to argue about the ethics of capital punishment, as you do, uh, and Nath decides to get Absquad out of there. Yeet! Yep. <laughs> the four of them ride together in a tram car. Quell tries not to be anxious. He's drunk. And she focuses instead on the view and on Chas's warm, muscular arms as the drunk girl leans on her for balance. She leans back. <laughs> Wow. I mean, Chess Chess is literally has her arms like over she's like hugging. Chess is hugging. Yeah. Chess does not hug. Chess she's is not, not a hug. hugger. She's very drunk right now. Chess and is gone. Quell is enjoying those warm muscular arms. Who among us? It was a glorious evening. Ab Squad parts before midnight, which is around when I part too. Respect. Uh, Quell escorts Chess back to the Lodestar, but lets Chess find her way back to her bunk alone because Kairos is here. Suddenly, Quell uh, breathes in the floral scent of this strange woman. God, Quell can't control herself around either of the women that she's in no. charge of. God, she's such a disaster gay. <laughs> <laughs> Kairos steps close to Quell. She's trembling. She's not dirty at all. She says, "They fall for us." Wait, no, I need to do, do, do a weird voice for her. She says, "They fall for us." So we may purge the shadow. The mission must succeed. Then she leaves. Okay. Totally normal. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, what the Kairos? fuck, Kairos? Especially because they also describe that, like, it seemed as if Kairos was possessed when giving this message. And then Thanks. as soon as it was out... They like regained themselves and then walked away. Like, can I can I like fuck? offer my interpretation of this bit? Yeah. Okay. So what I think is happening here is I think Kairos is like getting extre- like Will is getting extremely ground down by like the fighting they're doing and by like all of the foot soldiers who are dying, <clears throat> and they're dying for the sake of a trap. Like they're not even dying for the victory. They think they're getting this is a trap to get Shadowwing there. Um. And they think that, you know, this is like a test run and they're going to go to Coruscant next and take back Coruscant. Um, and I think they're like, her saying they fall for us so we may purge the shadow is talking about these people who are dying for them to take out Shadowwing and the Empire. And she's like totally ground down by this, which is why the mission has to succeed because if it doesn't, this is all fucking nothing. So yeah, I think Kairos is dying to crack. I think a lot about Kairos, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why we call you the Erica Quell of Rogue Padron. That's definitely why. Not everything else that makes me like her as well. We definitely don't call you the Erica <laughs> <laughs> Um, When she makes it back to her billet, Chess is passed out on Quell's bed. Jesus Christ, Chess. Yeah. Quell has no idea why Chess is there and thinks about how it would have shaken her back when they first met because she had a crush on her. <laughs> the crush is gone now, though. 
Quo, uh, like, tugs part of the blanket, teases a pillow, and just goes to sleep on the floor next to the bunk. As she falls asleep, she thinks about Kairos. And they all lived happily ever after. Quell became a member of the squadron. They all became friends. Nothing else happened. The book ended. The end. Thank you, everyone. Harrison this has been Quell finally admit their feelings for each other. It's all good. Yep. Oh, what a good book. Man, I loved that. My opening. favorite part is that they don't talk about this at all in the next chapter. <laughs> yeah, this just goes unmentioned. <laughs> I just have to say, like, I know we talk about this a lot, but man, I just, this whole chapter, I just felt it in my bones, like partying late, like new people come to the table, it's still kind of weird, but you're drunk enough that you can tolerate it, you eventually duck out, then there's like, your crush is like leaning on you, and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? There's like this awkward encounter with Kairos, then you fall asleep on the floor, I don't know, it's like the whole thing. Yeah, it's really I, familiar. I just like, like the right. way that he told <laughs> the story, I just like, I felt it all so, so real. Awkward does not describe the encounter with Cairo. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Ominous. Aquifying. I think, I think for awkward. Quell, she just reads it as awkward because she's just used to Kairos at this point. Yeah, at this point, she's like, okay, Kairos is Kairos. She's like, all right, Kairos. I'll, I'll deal with that later, I guess. She, she fell asleep. She doesn't remember it in the morning. <laughs> yep. Chapter six. Huh. A straight path to tragedy. Oh, no. Wait, I thought we were on a winding road to victory. Yeah, hey, let's yeah, stay we on were. the winding road. Why, why do we have to go on the straight path where the winding Wait, road is so much wider? Was the victory just Quell getting a hug from Quell Chess? Getting, <laughs> getting a hug from Chess and getting a sentence out of Kairos. Oh my god. What more could you ask for? I don't know, like, the plan to work, not for people not to die. Also, Will probably got lucky that night too, let's be real. Hell Yeah. Because he, be he did wander off muttering something about having to fix up his A-wing, if you know what I mean. And Nath, like, to had a cigar or something, ship, so I'm sure he's Nath, happy. Nath went back to hang out with um, the ground pounders again. I mean, Nath definitely probably got lucky. Oh, Nath definitely got lucky. I feel like <laughs> Will Will might have, like, smooched, but probably not. Right. Maybe Hard. made it to, like, first and a half base. Oh, the previous book definitely made it seem like Will does know how to get down with people. Yeah, but I just don't think he would right like he is not in the in the in the mood. Like he is not in the mindset for this right now. It's... He's having a really hard time. And not like he the is. hard time, you know, but <laughs> difficult time. <laughs> Chapter six. All right, I'm suddenly I'm ready for the straight path to tragedy. Yep. Nath and Chess wait while Will and Quell head under the energy shield to take out the generators because bombers are useless right now. Nath offers to play cards with her and she tells him only if he's got a week's paid a bit. He does not tell her that Adan pays him way more than she gets paid because Adan's paying her for a silence about Quell. Not because of gender uh, differences. I imagine Hera does not accept that. Nah, because he's a sneaky double agent. It's because he's a sneaky double agent and he knows shit about Quell. <clears throat> they play cards until a transmission comes through, telling them that the battle has started. There's Troy, th planet history, blah blah blah, whatever. Quell, Will, and Meteor do their best to dodge energy beams from point defense mounts. She ignores CB8, CB9's complaints about her flying and think all droid DL. She follows a flight path that Will gives her without any hesitation. Will hits the generators, but it isn't enough. But it's okay, because Quell's got his back. She finishes off the generators, and now it's time for the bombers. <sighs> Kairos, of course, is giving cover to the ground pounders. Hera observes the flight from the tactical center of the Lodestar. She has to appear strong and confident and compassionate, but this is all to bait a trap. She won't even know if it's all even worth it, even if they win the battle, because they have to wait for Shadowing, and for that battle. She lingers on the feed from Ab Squad. The governor orders a retreat, and the enemy ground troops start withdrawing towards a logistics center called the Tricentral Complex, 
Hera realizes what's happening and gives new orders for all forces to stop the retreat and make sure the enemy does not take the Tricentral complex. Quell, of course, realizes instantly why Hera orders them to stop the retreat to the complex, though it takes her like a little bit longer to predict the consequences of that. If the complex falls and like gets destroyed, Troyth will be left in complete disarray and nobody will come to retake the planet because it'll just be a fucking waste. They need to reserve it for their trap for the 204th to succeed. If the enemy takes the complex, they have two choices. A bloodbath in which many of their ground troopers will die, or a siege that will take months. Quell listens in on the infantry frequencies where the captain is telling Hera they can't stop the enemy, but they can by a few more minutes. <laughs> Quell can't remember his name despite meeting him, but the captain had been younger than she'd expected, aware of the peculiarities of the campaign, and insistent that Sedula understand the cost in lives, but never refusing an objective, never asking why they were taking the capital in such a manner. She expected he would let his people die if ordered to. Well, you don't even know. Sinjula tells the captain to get his people out of there in whatever way he thinks is best. Quell protests because she can see all her hard work going down the drain. A new voice breaks in, saying that there's a Ewing coming in fast and taking a lot of damage. Quell instantly heads in to help Kairos. Kairos still struggles to comprehend Galactic Basic, but she understands what, hap- what is happening on the battlefield. She knows about the trap, she understands the point of it, all of that. She knows why people are pulling back, but she's not going to join them because she's going to go help her allies, even if they don't actually need it, and even if it's for no reason whatsoever. Kairos had been at war with herself, her spirit sundered. She'd often thought of leaving her people, leaving the defector, leaving Adan, but she would not leave Adan. She can't turn away from the people being sacrificed for the plan. She crashlands her Ewing in the atrium of the complex and grabs her broadcaster. She gurgles rather than screams at the recoil of her weapon. She fires until she can no longer stand. She hears the call of rebel soldiers who are still alive. The last thing Kyra saw was the beautiful face of Erica Quell. What? This book keeps feeding me. This book is feeding you. This is why <laughs> this is why I think Alexander listens to our podcast. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll chuck in a little beautiful face of Erica Quell for Seth. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably sitting there like, all right, keep it going, y'all. Like, I gotta get the transcript for book three into the editors real soon. <laughs> what took you a month to get guys. this episode out? <laughs> Listen, Alex. <laughs> it's 2020, man. We're you the same year you are, Freed. We're sorry. <laughs> Adan gets a call from Quell that Kairos is hurt. He's instantly like out of his seat, telling her to send coordinates and runs off to find someone who can fly him to her. He hasn't even considered the possibility that like Kairos could die. <laughs> He's like, Kairos can't die, right? Buddy, Kairos can die. Um, Adan doesn't really want to talk to Ido. I guess they're arguing. Uh, but he has to tell it about <laughs> Kairos. <laughs> yep, that's a real thing that's happening in Adan's life right now. Listen... <laughs> Just because, listen, Ido has things to say, and Adan never fucking listens. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so yes, the three of them are fighting like, again. Yeah, the three of them are like inseparably bound together because of their time in the detention camp, which Three's they still company. haven't really gone into. So we don't really know why, but we do know it's important. And if <laughs> he didn't tell Ido, Ido would be fucking pissed. He also needs to call Ido to tell it to decrypt and declassify everything they have about Kairos' anatomy so that the medics can actually help her. Kairos can be angry later for them, like, showing her secret or whatever, but it's fine as long as she lives. Have I have I made the comparison yet that, like, if Ido ever shows up in a film, I imagine him like um, Marvin it. from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? It. You're right. I imagine it, like, uh, 
basically, basically, I want Ito to be voiced by Alan Rickman. Yeah. Now I'm yeah, that's sad that that can't happen. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like that is the voice of Ito that I hear that's, when I'm reading this book. That's perfect. Oh man, <laughs> I like to think Ito changes its voice to match whoever it's therapizing. Oh my God, who would? Oh who, no. who? Who would? Be, oh, is that's that a good listener, listener question? question? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, is that the listener question you said you already, already had? Put a listener that is... question in there, okay, but, but this is a better like listener there. question. Wait, we can have can we ask both? Because I need this picture. Okay. Okay, hang on. Okay. okay. Somebody else write it. I'm not writing it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. You keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'll okay. Um, Adan is activating his comlink to call Edo when someone speaks his name from behind him and he feels the muzzle of a blaster against his head. He asks who's there, and his only answer is the discharge of a blaster. The end. Ah, chapter's done. This was rude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't believe Staff is making us end of the cliffhanger where Kairos's fate is up in the oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's good because I didn't have any more time to read, but I do want to know what happened. It's okay. After this episode, you can read the next. We'll find chapters. out next time. We'll find oh, next day. Thing. I hope Kairos is okay. I really hope Kairos is okay. I was so scared. I really hope Kairos isn't incapacitated for the rest of the book. Who's the killer? Meg, I thought when you said, like, who's the killer, I was like, Kairos isn't dead yet! No, (laughs) yet. That's literally the last thing we just talked about. Wow, yeah. Was that a spoiler? (laughs) Was it a spoiler or was it a red herring? (laughs) It feels like it was a spoiler given how you couldn't figure out what you were going to say Has for the Kyros second option. Has Kairos been dead this the whole time, though? <laughs> was it a red herring? Very purposefully put. Kairos uh-huh. is a force ghost. Uh, yeah, but Kairos has a <laughs> That's why she weighs all the things, so you can't tell. <laughs> you can't tell. <laughs> no, but the reason why she smells florally is because she's a bunch of rotting flesh. Oh my god, I want Kairos Let's to remove her helmet and it's Qui-Gon Jinn's force ghost. No! No! <laughs> <laughs> You're fired, Danny. <laughs> Maybe the real yeah. Kairos was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's not true either. Uh, should we do listener questions? Let's do it. All right. Last, not week, last month we asked you. <laughs> Seven years Star- ago. <laughs> who from the Star Wars galaxy do you want to see cameo in this book? Did we answer this? No, what I a don't great think question! So. I don't remember the answer to. My answer is Yariel Poof, <laughs> the Force Ghost of Kanan Jarrus. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Uh, my answer is Brooke Vesser. <laughs> he swoops in is... and then he punches his brother, Boosh, Bruce, 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 Brush, Bruce. It's kind of like a sound effect. Yeah, Bruce. but that's the Bruce. sound that it makes when he punches him. He goes. Bruce, and then like punches him in the face, like classic Batman cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Oh, that was a um, little bit hohasi, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm a horse puncher. <laughs> Except I'm a horse who punches. Yeah, horse, horse dash puncher. Yeah, horse. horse. What can I say? I'm a horse. Zach, <laughs> put Zach add it to your bio. Okay, oh my God. I will. I will. What um, can I say? I'm a puncher. <laughs> you know what? Actually, that answers my question, though. I do want to see. I do want to see Runt. 
cameo in this book so bad. Because yeah. Runt, of all people, could bring Alphabet Squadron together. Runt yeah, there wouldn't be a trilogy if Runt was there. Yeah, it would be a whole series. Oh, I was going to say it'd just be one chapter. You're going the other way? Yeah, all, I realize They'd all get it, yeah. together and live it. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, I realize that. A whole series of them living a good life was... <laughs> yeah, there you go. There. <laughs> like, what if Soren would have met Runt while he was Devin, and then Runt would have been like, you don't need to go back there, and then he would have never gone back. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can't say no to a Thakwash. No. That's just science. Right. And he's the, he's the, uh, nope, can't think of the word. Moral Doesn't compass? Matter. No, the... The heart of the squadron. The morale officer. Oh, yeah, I kept wanting to say mortality officer. Not the mortality officer. Not that. Not that. So that's my answer. I want to see Run. I miss Run. Uh, is- Isildur for me. <laughs> what if the third book is just Alexander Free doing the courtship of Princess Leia? <laughs> Please. That's it'll probably be better than the actual courtship of Princess Leia. We want woot horns, so. Alex. Please listen. Please. I would like listen to, see... to the log episodes too. Like, or is he tapped out by now? I Alex, know. I sent you my wood horns. Please respond. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, we'll DM you time codes so you know when to listen yeah. to this episode. Yeah. Woot, woot, woot. No, I'd like I'd like to see this book take a hard left turn into potential romance <laughs> in the last quarter of the book, and then book three is yeah a courtship padron redux. Three is Kairos kidnapping Quell, and Chess is the Isildur. Ooh. So Chess finds a hot princess on this new planet. Oh. Good for her. Good for her. As long as someone's butt gets pinched. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're going to be butt pinched. And And Ito sings a song. Yeah. And someone gets (laughs) called a morsel. Like. (laughs) God, I love courtship. Does that mean that Quell is secretly a monarch of her home planet? Maybe. Perhaps. Why not? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter because Kairos, neither Kairos nor Chas are royalty. Yeah. The virtues of Queen Erica Quell. (laughs) (laughs) Like Lieutenant, whatever. You can, doesn't have to be Queen. (laughs) The courtship of of flight leader Quell. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, did our listeners respond to this question? They sure did, and I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so let's get to that. Um, Tom, the fanboy, said, I want to see Kairos' spouse. Instead of a mummy, they are in a fully sealed spacesuit. Nobody can tell their species or gender, and their vocoder only speaks binary, but Kairos' body language is that of giddy schoolgirl in their presence. Uh, Tom, you're just aiming this directly at me, aren't you? you just like... Fired a heat-seeking missile my way. <laughs> that was a bad metaphor, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you all right over there, Saf? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. It's great. I'm thinking about this a lot and smiling a lot. It's very cute. The idea of Kairos like act like a giddy schoolgirl around her crush is just great. <laughs> Yubzi said, "I want a white-haired woman from Intel to be babysitting Jason Sindula. Since we all know my real answer is in fact Jason Sindula. <laughs> is the a white-haired, white-haired woman?" woman- who likes tentacles, you say? <laughs> oh, that white-haired woman. I was like, mm. what old lady are they referencing? No, Not Winter. Old, winter. Oh, yeah, I, no. why did my brain go to Isard first? Yeah, my I brain would... went to Isard first, and I was like, what? <laughs> You're both wrong. <laughs> what so does it say that my brain went to 
Go ahead. When you Wait. said the cylinder, my brain was like ice heart. No, Wait, which white? Winter, winter, winter. I said winter, and then you said you're both wrong. I was thinking Jocasta knew. I'm yeah, so I think I was thinking Jocasta as well. <laughs> I'm just gonna mute my mic for the remainder. No, no, Ash, do not leave. I refuse to let you leave. Stay. If you um, say white-haired so woman in Star Wars, sorry. I'm thinking Jocasta knew. I don't know what yeah, to tell you. Well, actually, no. My brain instantly went to Doctor Halsey from Halo, and I was like. Yeah, I would like her to be babysitting Jason. That's a great idea. No. Those that's totally in the same universe. What about It's a uh, terrible idea considering Dr. Hillis's bad record with children, just for the record. What about Avari Chalice? Yes. Bring back Chalice! Bring back Chalice! Bring back Chalice! Isn't she just blonde? Mark the timestamp for Freed. <laughs> no, Chalice has dark hair. Um oh, actually well... I'm amending my answer to the previous to this question. I want Ryan, but I also want Chalice back. Please. She's I would love Telly to get a note of what she's up to. She's still alive, right? Yeah, she's, yeah, still, she's making I pottery. Mean, yeah, she fucked off to start did. her own pottery store. And like hand candy to children. <laughs> Is she but, like, the creator of Pottery way. Barn? Not in a creepy way, just in a cool way. Yeah, but the know, space maybe. version. Spottery Barn. Spottery, spottery Barn. barn. Pottery Barn. Take Sputtery barn is so There's nothing against funny. us like a good spud joke. <laughs> Why? Sputtery sparn. Sputtery sparn. Oh my god, someone's having an asthma attack. Are you okay? This is, this is, this is what happens when we make spud jokes. jokes yeah, it's so good. I love it. Sputtery sparn. <laughs> and the more fun one, Spottery Sparn Kids. <laughs> spits. Spottery Sparn Spits. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, Anyways, wow. winter babysitting Jason. Good idea. <laughs> uh, dinner leader said, I want Grinder to be just off what? screen the whole book. <laughs> Like other characters, keep referencing him and the slicing he's doing, but App Squad never meets him, and they begin to wonder whether he's real or just a prank being pulled on. They just talk about the, ex- the Bothan who's an expert in human psychology. Yeah, and they're like, is that real? That's sure? not a real thing. That sounds fake. <laughs> that can't be real. That can't be real. <laughs> Abigail said, I very much want to see and be emotionally destroyed by how Freed would write Dexter Jester. But for <laughs> who I would like to see interact with... That gift. <laughs> With ABC Squad, I'd love to see Inferno Squad to give Irika some defector yes. solidarity. Not that she would accept it, but the thought is nice. Aiden could be a good like mentor type person to Irika. Yeah, she gets it. Her dad is like full imperial. She's from like raised into it from like. Also, Aiden did some pretty terrible things as from well. From birth, she did not childbirth. She was birthed. I mean, she did childbirth later on, but you know. Anyways, from birth, she was raised indoctrinated in the Imperials. Um, wow. She also did bad things. You're right. She was also involved in Operation Cinder. She did a lot of terrible things. <laughs> like she was a like she she also defected for like during Cinder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like they could be not friends, but somebody write that fanfic, please. Have we ever seen the two of them in the same room at the same time? No, no. But Erica is definitely blonde. <laughs> okay, just and you can dye hair. <laughs> and you... also, 
Erica don't you mean is... Iden's dad in the game? Huh? Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. I do mean Iden's dad. Do, do you know if he likes brandy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know actually. Never confirmed. I think her mom is an artist or something. Her mom. Yeah. Her mom. Uh. I'm American, so I say mom. Uh, her mom made a, uh, propaganda posters for the Empire. That's Ooh. right, yeah. Yeah. Artiste, eh? <laughs> yeah. Those posters were pretty sick, though. Yeah. I commend the craft. Do not commend the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jotting that down to use in the future in my professional life. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna pepper I, my, that into my vocabulary uh, from this point forward craft is good the rest not so much yeah <laughs> useful thing to say and uh finally x-wings in history said i want three garishly dressed brothers from agamar to cross paths with alphabet squadron and drop some critical intelligence on enemy operations in what seems like an attempt to impart some folksy w- wisdom after bobbing their heads and exaggerated nods they leave and aren't seen again like every single one of yes. these things to happen yes i mean okay i like the idea of kairos's spouse but kairos cannot have a spouse because it is going to be erica one day right 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 yeah but i like the idea of it tom <laughs> i appreciate i commend the craft <laughs> <laughs> but not the rest <laughs> you can all have a glistening body yeah kind of a disappointing yeah. kind of a disappointing voter turnout given uh that you have yeah. like a month to respond to this one <laughs> come on y'all yeah yeah it's okay, you got you get two questions this time. So you have to yeah, make pick your favorite. <laughs> or do both. The first yeah, one is mostly from, for Seth's like sake. Yeah. Two questions this week. I highly encourage everyone to answer the second one because it's better. <laughs> <laughs> better. For the record, I have a Fantasia. I want to know what this looks like. It looks All like right, it looks like an actual Toblerone bar. Oh wait, oh, you should read the question no. first. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The third listener question this week is to guess what the question was going to be. <laughs> now that Danny gave you a hint. <laughs> no, first question this week is, what does Toblerone's mustache look like? Are we answering Cannot this week this. or next yeah, week? Yeah, just like a long triangular prism. All right. <laughs> just this sounds like one that we can just answer this week. Yeah. yeah. If you've got a good answer. Um, or... He's I mean, got like a pretentious hipster mustache like where he uses like ones? yeah, like he uses beeswax <laughs> to curl the ends up. I think <laughs> it's drawn on like Gomez Adams mustache. <laughs> <laughs> what color? Black, of course. Oh, okay. Someone was watching the Adams family this week. It yeah. was me. I told you to try to defeat my sadness. <laughs> it, lo- it looks very obviously fake in a yeah. way that. Everyone knows it is, but won't say anything. They can't. All of these are filling me with absolute joy. I love this. Thank you. <laughs> did I answer the question? Oh, yeah, I did. So, yeah, you did. Sorry, I'm very tired. You did. That's okay. All right. Next question. Whose voice would ITO use when it therapizes you? I need to think about this one. Yeah. Same. Yeah. There are so this, many choices. Like, so many. No, wait, no. I have my answer. Sol Guerrero. What? I look, look. His voice is great. I would hear his voice, and instantly all my emotions would come to the front and be released because that's what happens when. And I how hear does that make voice. you feel? I don't know. I feel fine. I guess lies, deception, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sad, so I'm so sad. 
It would absolutely be Sol Guerrero. Right, Why not just have Borgullet therapize you at that point? I don't Borgullet to therapize you. Therapize me. Doesn't have a good voice. Yeah, yeah I want fair. me to have no Sol Guerrero's voice. Yeah, would you rather Sol Guerrero's voice or... <laughs> you, Dang, I almost did that again. I had I mean, almost taken a drink for when me, you did that. that. One, but <laughs> I know I'm in the minority here. <laughs> I don't know. I might have another answer in a week, but I right gotta now, think that about is, it. I gotta think. I have I'm to at. make a list, and then I have to whittle yeah. it down to like top three. And I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to make a list and put myself through a mock therapy session with all of them to figure yeah. out which one is the worst. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna important. do what all of us are actually gonna do and forget about it until we get to this point in next week's episode, and then make yeah. up something. And then be like, all right, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's the it's the answer I would have given last week if I had five <laughs> seconds to give it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got ahead of myself by a week. You know, I'm planning ahead. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> so, listeners, hit us up on Twitter at Rogue Podron with answers to our questions. Uh, you can also just send the first one to Seth. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. If you're curious about the manufacturing process of Toblerones in the Star Wars universe, you can find more at our Patreon, patreon.com slash roguepodron. That's true. We did a whole in-depth series. Slash yeah. Toblerones. Investigative journalism. So yeah, that's again, patreon.com slash roguepodron. It's a good place to be. Subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google, uh, and all cassette tape if you record an episode onto that. Maybe a Blu-ray if you've done that. Um, <laughs> if you go stand out in a field at midnight, you may hear me yelling it out loud. Um, just acting out the entire episode. Like in New York? <laughs> Wherever you are, you may hear it if you go into the field at midnight. The not. chances of hearing I'm not that hearing you a dramatic feels, reenactment though. of Rogue Padron is low, but never zero. <laughs> it's never zero. And if you want to be one of the lucky people that hears it, gotta go out to a field at midnight. Does not matter the day. That sounds murdery. <laughs> I'm not gonna kill anyone. I'm just gonna dramatically, <laughs> dramatically recreate Rogue Padron. Here, you can dramatically recreate these reviews that I found oh, from reviews! some of our international reviewers who I hadn't checked in a while. Well, one, no, I was like, wow, one's from 2016, but no, that's just because the date's backwards. Because they're international <laughs> reviews. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god, this is so exciting. We have a five-star review from Jay Hewlett. Food for the soul. Hearing these beautiful idiots talk about the minutiae of Star Wars and anything else that comes up is just the best. Their love and support for each other shines through and the depth of their friendship is the real highlight of this podcast. I started listening for the X-Wing books, but it turns out it was all just about the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Can I get nice. five stars for this review? Yeah. Yes. Nice. Thank nice you, James. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, really we are sweet. idiots. That's very These sweet. beautiful idiots. We are beautiful idiots. I want to be offended, but it's accurate. It's true, it's though. so true. Our next one is five stars from Yubsy, a Canadian listener. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better term, a book club. I cannot <laughs> convey this podcast in a review. This podcast can only be experienced. Can we make that a new bio? Um, yeah. People in my neighborhood probably think I'm out of my mind from starting to laugh while walking down the street. I don't think explaining would help. Also, mm-hmm. if you make the host feel vaguely threatened, they give you a glistening booty. <laughs> <laughs> vaguely threatened. <laughs> I feel vaguely threatened by each and every one far <laughs> listener. That's true. <laughs> Another oh five God. stars. Three whole five stars. We got 15 stars. 
Oh, 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 we're eating so three good stars, this three week. Each eating so three stars good. Each. Wow. From Liam. I have to Hi, say, Liam. the reason we brought Ash on really is because we couldn't figure out how to divvy up the fifth star. So it's easier <laughs> just to have a fifth host to give our last star. Yeah, to. we're not good enough at maths. And have you ever tried to divide a five pointed star into four pieces? It's just it's really challenging. Hard. It's real hard. <laughs> it's real hard, and we're not good at maths. Right. Good at maths. <laughs> So, Liam, thank you, Liam. Solid show, good content, quality hosts. This Aww. is the best podcast ever made. All other podcasts, <laughs> hang on, whack. Hang on, hang on. No, no, no. no, no, let, no. Me, let me finish this. This is amazing. This is amazing. This, po- this, this review is amazing. Let me read it. Okay. All other podcasts, whack. This one, good. McElroy's, who? Roman Mars, who? Gabrielle Urbina and Sarah Shackett, who? Podcasting has peaked. No, it has transcended. Oh How God. comfortable I was in my ignorance that I believed I had reached the summit of good podcasting before I had listened to this show. What a child I was! Now I know better. Now I have listened to Rogue Podron. This is a 10-star review. <laughs> this is a 10-star review! Liam, I hope you know that I'm going to screenshot this and put it in the Skyhoppers Discord. Oh, I am I... punching this and putting it on my wall. I'm gonna I'm gonna embroidery this on something. <laughs> this is amazing. Like, take that bit. <laughs> all of these podcasts make me podcasts. No, we are the only podcast that makes me happy. Um, all of these. You know what would be amazing is you could subscribe to a podcast of your podcast reviews. Can we change our Twitter bio to say? Hang on. Podcast can only be experienced. This so. podcast can only be experienced. How comfortable I was in my ignorance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. Oh, it's so dramatic. I love it's it. So good. Oh my god, How I love it. How comfortable I was in my ignorance is so funny. <laughs> Liam, I'm so glad we brought you some discomfort for once in your life. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the only. That's the rogue pattern guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> there will be at least some discomfort for once in your life. <laughs> Um, thank you, Rowan, for oh your delicious reviews. I'm I'm feeling feverish, but I'm also flushed because I'm feeling so happy about this. And we are full of stars. Oh my we are gosh. so full. I'm so full, and this will last me for at least another week. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Anyways, over to Meg. Yeah. So next time, <laughs> <laughs> Alphabet Squadron, <laughs> Shadowfall. We'll tell you some chapters, but start reading at chapter seven. Assume, assume it will be at least two chapters. Yeah. It'll probably be three. I need to I need to double check and figure out where the best next cliffhanger is. If you is. want yeah. to follow along, solve this riddle. That's satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> no less the than two, no more, more than, than six. two. But no yeah. less than <laughs> You can you can at least read chapters seven and eight. eight. Seven and eight, yeah. Seven. Um yeah, we I said just, the I'm number just, of to... chapters to read at some point in this episode. I'm yes. sure you can find <laughs> it. Go back and there find was a number there. I'm um, waggling no. my eyebrows like Nath Tenzin. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll at least we'll at least be reading chapters seven, seven and eight. eight. Oh yeah, yeah, seven and eight. Um, and we may even read chapter nine. We'll see where the best cliffhanger is, and I'll decide. Honestly, I feel like the people who haven't read this book yet are on this podcast, so just tell us what we gotta read. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the great thing is, I can announce when people should read this, and they've got a few days before... uh... We'll post to the chapters you need to read in the Rogue Padre DM, because that's where the audience is that needs the information. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
like I but, said, just read the next two chapters. Yeah. You're fine. Don't worry. We'll let you know. We're still on Twitter. It's the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> I meant to say quarantine, but apocalypse came out instead. I don't know what that means. But That's not incorrect. Yeah. Uh, and with that, this is Rogue Padron <laughs> signing off. Pash out. Push, 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 push. Waggle, waggle. Woot, woot. Waggle, waggle. We're playing all the hits tonight. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bring it out. We got, we got some booshes and woot horn. <laughs> oh, it's Bruce. God damn it. Bruce, Broach, Barack, and I was just going to say George W. Bruce. George W. Bruce and Barack Bessery. Barack Bessery became, was a senator. I hate this. So much, Danny. Yes, can you edit? Can you edit the Barack Vessery bit back into the episode when <laughs> no, we're doing this joke? Because it's no, funny. that's probably just going to be the episode title without any explanation. Yeah. <laughs>